Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. And we're back after the rep round for uh, a bit of a shorter podcast. Obviously not as much news to go through uh, from the rep weekend, but nevertheless, there was some footy on. There was, yeah, there was. Um, I thought the test, it looked like it was going to be a, uh, a whitewash, uh, a very Australia, a dominant Australian performance, you would have thought, but it was anything but for 65 minutes. I mean, they ran over the back of them at the end of the game, but uh, yeah, it was a test match. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed the test match. Yeah, well, they certainly, uh, you know, flipped any of the questions that were coming out in the media about the forward pack not being as strong as it could. Moa, Bromwich, and in particular Tapia, they definitely stood up and all showed why they were picked. Mm. Uh, I thought Hiku did a pretty good job at the back. He's pretty safe. Uh, Tohu Harris, of all people, playing at six. I was surprised. I know he was skillful, but he did a pretty bloody good job there. And um, well, the, the Ben Henry thing, I, I don't think you can say he did an outstanding job, but he definitely did the job. He did. So, yeah, he did. He, he was good. And he's only going to get better with age. Uh, he, he's been in and out of first grade, so to jump well, up at that level and, and play, he had the ACL solidly, so like he did. Couldn't blame him. Uh, no, know, no, not at all. And he's only two games back this year again after the ACL, so I was yeah. very surprised. But he, he did himself no harm. But um, you know, what else she's supposed to say about them? I think there's a couple of players that will be there, and I suppose it's going to be worthwhile for the experiment uh, for the four nations because I think they get to have 23 or 24 squad players. So I'm sure he's nutted out a few extras he'll have uh, on board with, say, Jared and those kind of guys that'll probably find their way, I'm sure, uh, back into the side by the end of the year. Yeah. But uh, as far as Australia's concerned, I think... Um, well, I thought know, they were fairly ordinary. I've got to, I've got to admit. Yeah, well, I'm pretty much in agreement with you. And Complacent. Pe- people have been raising questions. Is it age? Is it, you know, a, a downfall? We're about to see for Queensland because we've had 11 in that team. I think it's just a bit of everything, really. They've all been there for so long. They've had that group together for such a long period of time they're all about to fall onto the wrong side of 30 it's got to stop at some point yeah and uh, I think Gillette being in and obviously we had Papali Fafita caught and these couple of guys that have slowly started to make their way in we're going to have to see more of that very soon yeah probably yeah. after this Four Nations or they need to take a few more babies to the Four Nations at the end of the year because that succession plan needs to start now well I mean the the disparity in all of it is, like, you got someone like Daly Cherry Evans who only gets eight minutes at yeah. the end of the game. Like, he's hurt his car. The fact that you can pick a player and put him on eight minutes before the end of the game and then not use him, basically win a test match with 16 players, mm. just shows you or displays, should display to everyone, uh, you know, the difference between the Aussies and the Kiwis. Like, the Aussies were in second gear for most of that game. Yeah. Um, the Kiwis were, were battling for 60 minutes um, in top gear, just trying to hang on and... Uh, I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing that Australia can cruise and still win games. Uh, I want to see them tested. Mm. Well, the core group, I suppose, Hayne wasn't there. Uh, you know, he'll be there with Greg Inglis and the Morris brothers, I suppose, going forward. Probably Boyd for a couple more years as well. They're still kind of in that late kind of 20 stage. They're probably going to another three or four years. Yeah. But it's more that, you know, Hooker, our Harves, those kind of blokes, Smith, Thurston, Cronk, while they're doing the job, I'm sure they're not going to get moved on, but, like, they're all heading on that wrong side of 30. So they're more those roles, I suppose, when it does come down to form at the end of the day, someone's going to have to make a tough decision fairly soon. Yeah, exactly. Cause, so uh, who, you know, who do you think were the better players out of the game? I thought Paul Gallen did himself no harm after only two weeks being back. He, yeah, considering he's only just come back, tremendous performance. Pretty much, uh, you know, the standout for me. Um, I thought Jesse Bromwich was great for New Zealand. Well, I thought all three of their front rows and, you know... Moa, were you? Yeah, Moa, you were saying Moa. Bromwich and I thought to power when he came off. I he thought was. every single one of them really gave us a run for their money in the guts. And I, I really give credit to Tohu Harris and I'd be more than happy, to be honest now, I've been whinging about the Melbourne six role. 
the way he played the other night at that kind of level against an Australian team, yeah. if you can play six against them, well, it's Christ, ridiculous. You should be able to play six a club. It's ridiculous that he even got named there, but it is ridiculous. Um, but my God, the skill set. Yeah, he was all right. He, he, did, all right. he did a good job. Um, for me, I thought Dean Faro. He was very good mm. defensively. Um, he really looked after Greg Inglis. Um, and interesting, the comments from Greg Inglis last night on the Matty Johns show saying that he rates Ware as his toughest opponent, mm. um, which is a, a fairly big rap for a bloke like Greg Inglis who I've said a few makes times. a habit of just walking over blokes. Yeah, I've said a few times to you and a few other people even at work more recently and they've laughed at me. I think if you ask me who the best all-round centre was, the best package deal, I think yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. he'd be close to the best in their comp because not only can he put his winger away, He's not too bad on his own merits. He made David Simmons look like a champ last year, and defensively, I think he'd be probably number one mm. as far as centers go. He reminds me a lot of what Matt Cooper was like back in the early day. That's anything that pretty much went down Matt Cooper's edge. Not so much a massive shot every time, but you want to talk about a shutdown center, and you know, not just getting you to the ground, almost embarrassing players sometimes. Like he threw English over the sideline. Mm. He, he is a very, very good defensive center, but um, yeah. I, I don't think we take much out of that game. Um, no, you don't take too much. We won. I we think. were expected to win. Uh, it was closer than what most people thought, which was a good thing. I think there would have been a lot of unhappy punters out there because the oh. line was 22 and a half, and most people I know were back in the odds to win by 30 or more or whatever, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, moving forward, I mean, 20's origin. What did you take out of that? I thought... 20's origin, that New South Wales, for everyone saying... $2.60. Yeah. Good price. Well, I said it to you the other day. I had a lobster on it. it. I was happy with that. Because there was still six NRL players in their team. Mm. And there's a lot more guys. Well, I in... think it was the Anthony, Anthony Milford factor. That's yeah, what it was. So what? He's one player. He's been dominating at NRL level, and he was the only yeah, real. Look at the support consistent... No, I agree. Oh, but I think lot. that's where the market was formed. Yeah. Just well, thinking that he was going to carve the game. I, I would up have for thought the bookies would be a little bit smarter. And I'm with you. I had a bet thinking he doesn't have the same support cast. No. Whether you look at Canberra and the NRL and say they're not the best side, they're an NRL side though. They're Plus, not I think um, I think the conditions down here. Don't suit that open footy. No. On a Saturday night at Penrith, it does not suit open footy. But the under twenties for them is the same as it is for the NRL. Literally, they don't have a bigger, as big a pool as New South Wales does to choose from. No. And in the twenties in particular, they don't have as big a pool. But All right, the game itself, obviously New South Wales dominated. Well, some people bagged it out, but it was pretty. Oh, it was good. a good. I thought it was a good game. There was a bit of biff. Uh, Matty Lodge, a it kid that I've had a little bit to do with, Penrith Junior. Obviously, your taking a bit of a, a, a liking to him or following him because he's, he looks like he's going to push through and progress to Melbourne's first grade side. Yeah, well, I've actually heard probably um, from a little bit more of an insight that they're not planning on re-signing him due to issues, regardless okay. of how good he's going. So well, there, are some, there are some rumours going around that he's homesick and that he wants to come back um, to Penrith, but that you know remains to be seen. Um, where do we go with him? Firstly, the fight. What would you make of the fight? He threw a punch. I well, thought he deserved to go. That was I, fair enough. I thought he reacted. He hit Luke Bateman, of all people, who's a camera bloke. He's very quiet, and I don't even know what happened. It all looked like yeah. he stopped the man. All of a sudden, he fired two off. Yeah. So but, he, I thought he deserved to go for 10. John yeah. Folau threw a couple in the other one. He deserved to go for 10. Yeah. I thought referees did a pretty good job in that. Well, Dean, that. Dean Britt was the one who sparked that one, and he's yeah. got charged now, and I'm glad, because on the night, when he first got Milford, I couldn't believe he didn't get trouble. No. He, he head-slammed him, and then he gave him the biggest forearm I've ever seen. So. Uh, Lodgy wrote the C word on his hand, not the smartest thing yeah. the bloke's ever done. But, yeah, uh, well, Moses also. Yeah, well, that's the other one. Got, so we'll go, to the, go to the C-bomb first. Have you ever written anything no, offensive no, on your arm? Did you used to write on your arm? No, never used to write. No, me neither. I only used to ever have tape when I got older because I had thumbs that used to pop out. Yeah. So I used to do double thumb tape, but I didn't do the big yeah, double wristy. layer wrist. I know. Oh, I used to I used to tape my wrist, but I you know it was very rare that I'd write anything on it. And if it was, it, it it wasn't an offensive word. It might have just been one word um, no, to tip me into something. But I never made it a habit. I'll tell you now, walking around junior dressing rooms and we're in there fairly often. They're always after mate, a texter. They're always after a texture and some tape around their wrist. I reckon more risk uh, more. Tape gets wasted on wrists and what it does on yeah, ankles, well, elbows, and shoulders, yeah, that's so for sure. I always felt more comfortable the less things I could wear. I only started wearing a mouth guard as I got older when I realised that the harder the footy got, people started losing some teeth. Mm. So, so what do you make? He's got a three match suspension, I think, Logic. Nah, four. Four. He's three if he takes the early guilty play, but he got given two for the striking and then two for the, the, the wrist tape. Okay, so I'd imagine he'll take the early play. And well, three weeks. Three charges. weeks for, you know, riding something stupid and then a couple of punches. That, it's it's dumb. Well, I think Falau's looking down one if he takes early guilty play as well. And I think, I think Dean Britt was given two 
he's got carryover points though because he's a bit of a fiend in the 20s getting himself in the judiciary yeah. so he might end up with one or two weeks as well so. alright well the comment you made before about Mitchell Moses what do we make of that or called someone I'm, an effort. I've got to say a bit more. I was going to bring up the Conrad issue later, but I think there's, you know, making mountains out of molehills a little bit. I'm not saying it's right what he said, but when you're on the field and you're blowing up, yeah. like the kind of words that get thrown around, if that's a park game or any other game, there's plenty of dodgy things being said. But should we should we go back to interactive referee audio? Remember how they used to have the game where you can only you'd only get the referee's audio in one game yeah. a week. Oh, I, don't I don't know whether it and I I'd make it optional if, if I don't know whether that's uh, you know obviously with Channel Nine it's not it's not able to be done yeah. um, but with Foxtel obviously they can do it you used to have the um, press the red button and you can choose your, your view and yeah. uh, I I'd, I'd almost make the referee's audio available but if you are going to listen to it expect that you know expect that players are going to are going to blow up it is it's heated. heated. Like um, I, I'm not sure that we should have microphones out there, and, and I don't want to hear everything on the field. No, but like, I, like I'm trying to not say it's you know not wrong or not a villain. No, it's not or, wrong. Or uh, it's not right. There, but throwing the word gay around, kids use the word gay for everything. So they said he made a homo, homophobic slander, and he said it to Luke Bateman or whatever. There would have been in no way implied, literally, that he is you know gay, yeah, as such gay or I yeah, know like whatever. Like, but I think that's an issue in itself. Yeah, like the, it the, is. the looseness around that term. Exactly. Um, if you are you know gay or homosexual or whatever, just like yeah, I can understand why they'd be upset. You know, yeah, I can understand why um, upset, but I still think. Um, I just think you know you. <laughs> The players need to be educated. It does not. It does not do anything for your credibility to be saying things like that. No, your, your vocabulary. Your vocabulary should be at a level where you don't have to use those sort of connotations. And I'm just uh, the flip call him side a dickhead, call him a wanker, yeah. call him whatever. It but doesn't the matter. Flip side when you're revved up and pumped up, you're not thinking too much when yeah. something like that breaks out and there's blokes grabbing each other and there's a lot of testosterone flying around. So yeah, I, you know, it's forgivable. Um, oh, and Sam the good thing for Mitch easy. Moses, Sam Tagatizi had his own little brain snap there where he yeah, headbutted someone Evans for absolutely no reason, ended up headbutting him, cutting himself, and got sin bin. Yeah, uh, same deal. When the testosterone's flying, things happen. Yeah, whether they be right, wrong, stupid, unfair, fair, or unfair, you know, just yeah. You know? um, yeah, I, the good thing for Mitch Moses, he fronted up at NRL headquarters, mm. um, said what needed to be said, and uh, and that was that. Yeah, well, I think he's got two weeks and some education. And he apologised, and I think Luke Bateman more than happily, no problem with the whole thing. I think they all understand the situation. Yeah, the game in general, you know, there's some good signs there going forward. Manly obviously got Chaboyevich uh, here. That was, yeah, that was going to be my next question. Penrith is snooping around a little bit there, and there's a few other clubs which Penrithus, yeah, okay, doesn't surprise me. Lodgy, like I said, I'm hearing, you know, as good as he is, I'm, I'm hearing that Melbourne are thinking otherwise, just purely maybe on behaviour. But we'll have to wait and see. But um, the left edge for me, Moses, uh, Sione Matiatia from Newcastle and Mamo also. He was good. People give Mamo plenty of raps, but I think you can't deny that... That uh, edge was Sione, good. Sione Matiatia gave him more than half his opportunities. No, they were, they were both very good. And he's the fourth out of the brothers. I think he looks the most likely. He's mm. only just about to turn 18 years old. He can still be playing SG ball, and he's 14 tries and 14 games under 20. So yeah. not only has he got two years left after this year... Physically, he's already a beast, and he's dominating. You know the best of his peers at that level already. Okay, so well, what about the next surprise guy? me if he was up in uh, New South Wales Cup sooner rather than later. Samoa Tonga, <laughs> Samoa Tonga, mate. Fiji Samoa. Sorry, Fiji Samoa. You're going um, to call Paul Kent path here. I you backed. Uh, right. I back Fiji. No, I quite enjoy watching Fiji. I'm not. Uh, I'm not against Samoa and Tonga, but out of the island nations, Fiji is my favourite because it's the only, only one I've frequented. Bit of Fiji gold, or about a thousand of them when I was over there at a resort within a, in the space of ten days. Mm. Um, lovely people, Fijians. Uh, I'm not saying that Samoans and Tongans aren't. Paul <laughs> yeah, um, but look, I was uh, I was cheering for Fiji. That's all I'm saying. I had a bit of cabbage on them. Uh, they looked good at one point there, but they lost Aaron Groom and they got run over. Well, Samoa Samoa. had uh, yeah, Samoa had the better team on paper, no doubt. Even with it, with, with good the to see big pet back, big Petro. He looked like he'd lost a, lost a uh, step or two of pace. Yeah, he still dropped his hip in, though. Players, yeah. players were ripping into him a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, no, it was good. It was a carnival atmosphere. There was, uh, they reckon, the you know, 9,000 people there. There's some people I've spoken to from Penrith this week reckon it, it was a lot. There was 25,000 people oh, there, the way, the way they were they, getting they, into it, loud, which is great. 
Uh, Early on, I thought Fiji were good. They started fast, but with uh, the players that were in the other side, even if there was some New South Wales Cup players, I still thought Samoa had the better team. Yeah, they did. Across across the board, they did, for sure. It's also just the standard. Like Aaron Groom, yeah, he did get KO'd, but he plays, I think, Bundaberg Cup at this point in time. Rod Massey, yeah. players that are coming from Fiji or playing down at that level. Compared to the Samoans, there wasn't many that were playing any less than uh, New South Wales or first grade. No, so. I, I enjoyed watching the Sims brothers hook in and yeah, uh, they were well, doing plenty of that. Corbin got a bit of Ashton syndrome on the second hit. The first hit was good. The second one was Ashton Light. Now he's probably yeah, the old cock. I thought that was bad. I, you yeah. know, I know they sent off. I don't think he got him. A they splash. sent off Tagger. I, I thought that was borderline send off. Yeah, he got him with the elbow. Yeah, I still don't think he really got in that flush. Doesn't but matter, but once the game the was there, I once thought. it settled, they ran right. Really, they picked them apart. Well, with first ease. half Fiji, I thought Fiji were the better side first half, but I thought for about twenty. I minutes. tell you what, for the the next twenty five minutes, it was all Samoa, and, and they the, just hung away. And all the big boys, they ran wild. I thought Vito was very good. Inu showed some signs. I think someone Man. someone has to take him away from the Bulldogs. Surely. Hasn't Vito just grown a leg this year? Well, he's gone back home. I think that's one thing a lot yep. of players I've experienced when I was at Canberra. You don't really uh, think of it too much, but they, I think they really do miss Queensland after a while. They go a bit stir-crazy in the nation's capital. Yeah. It seems that everyone that leaves there or gets back to where they're from has uh, come good after having an issue. But yeah. he's won. It's taken there, uh, you know, Canberra, then St. George, and nothing went right. And now this year he's just been a monster. Mm. Um, you know, the other one, I suppose, you know, like I said, not playing first grade. I think he's definitely throwing uh, his hands up there to make a case to get back in. I know they're winning, so that's, that's fair enough. But... Pretty good player, and the young halfback again, uh, Marnie Mullaly, scored a hat trick, played really well, controlled the game, and I think that's probably the difference was the halves. It was the halves, definitely, yeah, hundred um, percent. Um, you know, Fiji did pretty well. Old Lottie even didn't play too bad. He had to play a bit of six at one point there. Yeah, when they lost Groom, they 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 look rudderless. Fiji, they were never going to compete. No, um, Stora, Maguire, I quite like Stora. Yeah, he played pretty well. Yeah, he's solid. Um, you know, they, they they never lack effort. They played until the end. But Kevin Naguama had a really good game. Yeah. He's going to develop nicely into a into a solid first grader, I think. Mm. Well, I suppose we move on to the last game. Uh, City Country finished twenty six all. And last year, Crazy I, game. I was happy to say that that was the worst game of football I watched last year. It was terrible, but yeah. this year was a really good game. Yeah, it was good. From the word go, they were ripping into each other. I um, think uh, probably one of the better. I know they picked a couple of young blokes last year, but I think the theme this year was more picking guys that are literally able to make the squad. Like I know there's a couple that you probably look at and go, he may be a little bit past it, but I literally thought they picked an abundance of players Realistically, that did go wrong, play. that they're guys that if they're in top form, yeah. they could play for New South Wales Cup. We didn't pick Mason or a couple other random oldies or some spots there that we usually do, like Joel Reddy last year or people you oh, just go, cool. you're not playing. Yeah. I'm happier to see Walker, Clemmer, Leisha, guys that you're going to expect in a couple of years to be pushing for those sorts of honours. And I think that flavour went both ways. You had uh, Leisha on one side, Walker, Clemmer, Vaughan on the other side, you know, young Tarek back in there, yeah, guys that should be back in that. But point. I also don't think that their their form their form definitely hasn't not warranted being selected. No. You know, they've all earned their selection, I think, and it's uh it's a good sign for New South Wales. I mean, maybe we should have done this two or three years ago, taken yeah. how to think about this game and applied it uh, to the selection process because I think we're going to get a lot out of that. Mm. If anything, we're going to get depth in our squad. Well, hopefully now. they all grow a leg, especially some of the guys that probably know they're not realistic this year, but yeah. some of those younger blokes, like a Walker, Gives it a bit of a sniff. Clamour, Vaughan, like I said, all those ones that are in that early 21, 22, 23 stage, mm. hopefully they all go back. Tupou, I think, is in a good run, uh, You know, like I've said about Tafua, but those are the kind of guys we need pushing through. Yeah. So, uh, you know, And I think there will be a handful that do make the squad, so yeah. uh, I'll be interested to see who they are. Country mm. retained the title, obviously, off the draw, but early on I thought, uh, you know, why does it go to go on point? Uh, it should. They used to, didn't they? Or no, 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 I'm thinking, yeah, they did. I'm thinking no, Todd Carney. Todd Carney. Yeah, but maybe it was a normal time. I don't know. It should go. To, you want a result. But, uh, you know, early on, I thought country were probably the more dominant. And, you know, they had that lead at the end. 2016, you thought it was done and dusted. And then yeah. City just let the, the, the pill go. And there's been uh, arty beats and comparisons made by a lot of people this week for big Andrew Fafita, who ran wild. Yeah. You know, um, Walker, you wild. Walker got one back on Idris late, who gave him a hard time during the game. He got around him and burned him at the end there. Yeah. To set up one of those uh, final tries. And Hopper Wider, for anyone that was saying that he uh, wasn't ready to come back or do too much, he's just growing a leg every week. He's got a bit better and a bit better. And it seems the bigger the occasion you put him in, just like we did when we put him in a couple of years ago for New South Wales. Yep. He just shines. No, he was good. He was very good. And as you said, he's only going to get better. You can't teach class, though, honestly. Like, no. For any time he's had off, you put him in a game like that again with higher standard, 
and look what happens. No, it's just match The higher the level and, and the better the players you put around him, he just seems to be better. Yeah. And he's just so clean and reliable. But, yeah, class. You can't teach class. No, you can't. Uh, we, we were sitting with a couple of boys at Backcountry 13 Plus and they were... They were smoking cigars with 10 or 15 to go, and, jeez, yeah, it, it turned all, a bit ugly. It all fell down. <laughs> it turned a bit ugly for them. I think it's really good. Uh, in particular, I suppose the one question was the six jersey was one we're worried about. I don't think really Reynolds or Mullins play, outplayed each other. I think uh, Mullen had spot anyway. I think Mullen kicked better. I think yeah. Reynolds showed his normal energy, but neither of them really blew me away. Oh, I think I, I honestly think... Laurie Daly should pick almost the same side as he picked last year in terms of the makeup of it. I'd have Josh Reynolds on the bench, but you've got to give him time. Yeah. Just put him on the field as a lock once the Queensland well, forwards get tired. That's why I said. And just throw, let him play. Just that's let why him I play. said to you and MJ last week, though. If they're going to waste that spot again, it has to be a forward utility like a Sutton or a Graham for me. Yeah, someone maybe you know pick Reynolds who's, got a, six. who's got a background in that role. If you're going to burn a bench spot on somebody, yeah, you can't do they it. need to be a skillful player in that kind of Lewis mould where you know you can use them in the back row, yeah. in the middle, and they've got halves experience. You, have, you have to play him. Yeah, Wade Graham or Sutton, for me, if that's the way you're going to go. And then you'd to be, pick who? You'd pick Reynolds as your 5'8". If he, nah, if you were, if Marbaloni was there and you were telling me you were picking a utility tomorrow, I'd have to well, pick, I'd pick one of those. I'd pick Reynolds. I'd have to pick one of those bigger blokes. Yeah, okay. I, want the I can understand forward. your thinking, yeah. Well, who's going to be the others on the bench, you think? Uh, Merrin will be one, probably. Fafita will be another. Merrin, him, Woods. Okay. And then we'll start with Gallon and Tarmow. You've got enough forwards I think you pick Farrow and then you've got also got... You got Reynolds. He can cover nine. Yeah, well, Bird, like Watmau, as well. Bird, Watmau, and Corden as your back row. They're mm-hmm. going to pick time out. You know they're going to pick time out. I'll just they're going to start Gallon at front row, and then I'd have Merrin on the bench uh, with Fafita, and who's the other one we just said? Merrin, Fafita, Woods, and Woods. Yeah. I'd, I'd be happy with that. And like I said, if they want to run that four spot, though, if you're going to waste it for a couple of minutes to give Robbie a rest, I'm not all for that. No. I'm not for that. If you're going to run an extra forward... He needs to play at least 20 minutes. Which is a good idea. I'd be picking either a Sutton or a Graham, and that's purely on the fact, like I said, they've played at 5'8", they can play 13 back row. But I think game one, we're going to need insurance on Farrah's elbow. Well, if he doesn't play a game leading into it and doesn't play a burst out 80 minutes, well, then I could agree with it for game one. But going forward, if he plays eight minutes or something, I couldn't. It'd have to be a utility forward yeah, that you know can play back row comfortably or get in the middle for us for a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, out of that game, though, Mead, impressive, very impressive, his first opportunity. Idris, man of the match, uh, again, slowly but surely building up nicely. Mm. I thought the game the week before for Penrith was his best game, and now he's done it again, so that's good signs. Tolman, uh, for feeder, Tupo. I think if uh, anyone's got a purchase on that wing spot right now, I think Tupo did himself a world of good. Yeah, he did. And probably, he like did. we said before, physically in the aerial battle, he probably already had one advantage because you know he's going to burn English's side of the field, but the way he played the other day, he certainly did himself no harm. No, he did. So uh, as much as I, I still would love to pick Defour, I think the other day if you were sitting down watching and you saw what Tupo did, I think they'd be leaning in his favour right now. Yeah, so. I agree with that. Mm. Well, that wraps up pretty much uh, those four games, I suppose, looking... Ahead to the weekend, though, uh, we'll do our fast five after that round. We've kind of gone a bit reverse order there. We went through the games, but who was your best off the oh, weekend? I oh, Dean Farre. Um, I thought Dean Farre was good. I thought Gallon was good. I, I always find it, every week I find it hard to to single somebody out. But yeah, uh, well, I thought the two front rolls for New South Wales in the 20s game were great, mm-hmm. um, apart from, obviously, the yeah, Lodgies. Well, uh, well, I've, I've joined, you your, joined your theme this week. My best, though, was the front row of trio for the uh, the Kiwis. I had to go Moa, Bromwich, and uh, Tapao. I yeah. thought they really stuck it to us. Yeah. Uh, worst, I couldn't say a worst, but worst performing team, I think the Australians, even though they won. Yeah. I think for our standard and the side we've got and what we've been built on, that you know we got the job done, but we definitely weren't impressive. Mm. I didn't think we were smooth at all. I just thought the worst, worst thing coming out of the weekend for me was all the brain snaps in the 20s game. Just too many brain snaps. You've got to grow up, boys. Yeah. Um, if you want to play first grade, uh, you've got to smarten up. Uh, yeah. And especially on that stage, you know, there's a lot of clubs looking at you. Uh, Laurie Daly's looking at you. Uh, you're on a national stage. Yeah. I, I know that, you know, the games are televised and whatever, but you're not on a national stage. Not everyone's watching it. You've got a standalone weekend where you're the centrepiece or one of the centrepieces on a Saturday night. Uh, when, you know, I think you would have had your biggest audience probably Saturday night for those games. And uh, to. To carry on the way that some of those players did, I think they've they've done themselves uh, a little bit of a a little bit of harm. But uh, that remains to be seen as we move into the future. But yeah, it was probably the worst thing coming out of the weekend for me, and it was, and that's not that bad, you know. 
No, uh, well, that was, that was my low light, just those indiscretions. Obviously, uh, you've also got uh, the Tagatizi moment. There's, can, there's I, a... can I also say maybe the crowd at Dubbo? 10,000? Is that is that a big crowd for Dubbo? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. It didn't look I didn't, I didn't think it was too bad, actually, when I had a look. Yeah. And they said they felt the, uh, the environment was pretty good. They said it was freezing, but... It'd be interesting to hear from someone from Dubbo. So if we've got anyone listening from Dubbo, was that a big crowd or was it not a big crowd? Mm. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I think so. the year before at Mudgee, they got 15,000. And Mudgee, I think, is a smaller town. Mm. Uh, I think that was a lot of hoo-ha around that new facility as well, though. Okay. You can kind of contribute a few extra thousand just to get in there for the first time. But okay. uh, Highlight, I think New Zealand competing and proving everyone wrong. And there's a couple of players, like I said, moving forward that are definitely, uh, you know, they've given themselves a good insight to a few more players they can rely on. And yeah. City Country, I think, uh, really redeemed itself this year, so my two highs. Yeah, I thought the highlight was City Country as a game, as a yeah. whole, and I just like the uh, probably the pre-game stuff more for the Fiji-Samoa game. The, yeah, you know, the singing and the, it's the culture stuff, it's good. Um, mm. And just just the uh, unstructured type play in that game was a highlight for me. It's nice yeah. just to watch a game, and you don't know what's coming. Well, what about questions from the weekend? You got any questions? Uh, no, not really. Oh, I mean, obviously, the obvious question is: Do we keep the rep weekend? Uh, do we keep it in its current position? Well, do we keep it in its current format? It's not changing. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. So. I, look, I think it needs to be held after. Uh, well, uh, particularly the test needs to be held after state of origin. I think it should go city, country, origin, test. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a question. That's more of a statement. But uh, you know, questions for me would be the makeup of the bench for New South Wales. I mean, we've just discussed that. Uh, to a certain extent, but you're going to get a better indication out of that, I think, this weekend. The guys that played well in City Country have got to make sure that they uh, really double it up um, in these next two NRL games to ensure they well, my, save their spot. My only question would be the succession plan for Australia at the end of the year, the 24-man squad. Would you, no offence to Samal, but obviously that's probably going to be the team that everyone gets a win over, yep. England, New Zealand, and us are probably going to take that as an easy game or roll a few players in. Would you start planning for the future in that series by picking, say, a Jake Friend, a Cherry Evans, these kind of players that you know are probably going to be there in the next couple of years. Yeah, I think they have to. And They've got to find put the them in, in that game in particular, maybe give them that game as the nine, as the half, you know, Cordner, Fafita, Tarmau, these kind of guys pushing forward. No, it seems And fair. kind of sit Smith, Slater, Cronk all out in this one game and use your 24-man squad to advantage because it's, it's, it's coming. I and, think it's important. I, I, I don't think it can happen overnight. I don't think at once when all of them retire that we can just throw another team together. Oh, we can't. Uh, I, think I think it's think, important yeah. that Sheen sits down with, you know, your, your Slater, your um, Smith, Cronk, these sort of blokes, your Gallon, your Farrah, the, you know, there's a Miles. Uh, there's there's a loads of them there that are definitely in the twilight of their career and have a conversation as to when um, are you going to move move aside. Well, Gallon on the weekend said he's not going to stop until he feels he doesn't deserve it anymore and someone takes his jersey, which is uh-huh. fair enough. But I'm just saying, well, I general, think, you still I, need to be plan. honest. I that's that's a very easy statement for Paul Gallon to make because traditionally the Australian side has been picked based on it's an old boys club. Yeah, but he he oh, also it's an old boys club. Exactly I, battled through. But a I, million I think Tim Sheens, uh, Tim Sheens needs to start picking the team on form if if he's going to be fair income, you know, about it. But but the, this is the the whole argument. I mean, we've, I've just stated it to you that you know they can cruise and win. Yeah, so that's the difficulty for Tim Shane. You don't want to upset the apple cart. You'd rather keep all the same guys together. Um, But there's going to become a time when, like the 2008 World Cup, Mm. where you're going to get beat in Mm. a big game. And um, a lot of that is going to come down to the fact that you probably... You picked a bloke who was, you know, a ninety out of a hundred rather than a ninety-five out of out of a hundred. You yeah, know, in a few different spots, it cost you in the end. And yeah, they did. Yeah. Do, there was a few players that didn't get to go. But you're hundred percent right. I think the Four Nations is a good idea for that fact. You, 20, you should be able to pick a twenty squad. We should be able to take a few guys, like I said, like a friend or someone for nine, or give Charons a full game. And quite, especially the spine, the spine's the big issue. Yeah, because those guys are all going to be thirty. You got Cherry Evans will come in. You got Hayne um, at fullback. You got a, there's a string of good young yeah, fullbacks English coming fullback. through. That's who you got a fullback. Yeah, Hayne will be yeah. in the centres. Well, centres. Um, there's, there's always going to be centres wingers it's coming mainly through. That spine for me, English um, and Cherry Evans are sorted. But I'd need to get a friend or somebody in, and another six. I, I think there, there's got to be a little, a little bit of work start to put in that because every one of those guys is going to be thirty-one. Yeah. And they may last another year or two, that's fine, but I think you still need to start sending a message or having a look at what your next generation is going to look like. Yeah, fair enough. And get uh, you know a, a bit of cohesion there. But uh, that wraps us up for the Fast Five and obviously looking at those rep games. We'll move on now. Uh, we'll bring back Andrew Brown. He had a week off last week. 
due to the rep round, but uh, we'll get him back on, get the odds, and uh, play our line game. And after a week off, we welcome back Andrew Brown from SportingBet.com. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, g'day, boys. Feeling uh, very fresh after the week off. Thanks for um, giving it to me. And, uh, yeah, ready to get uh, stuck into to round nine. It's good to have all the games back. Yep, it is, 100%. Um, what'd you get up to on your week off, mate? You know, we saved you <laughs> saved you 20 minutes, so it's got to have made a difference somewhere. Yeah, um I have no idea. What Back in I think I may have, may have got an extra schooner in down at the pub. Possibly. <laughs> Excellent. Twenty minutes—that's enough time to get through. You know? <laughs> uh, oh, it was—it was, it was late at night. I've, I've, the pace had slowed down a little bit. Yeah, uh, that's all right then. Well, I feel the complete opposite after my week off. Not any fresher. That was self-inflicted though. But uh, jumping straight into things, I suppose with the line game, we were four and three my way. We obviously had that one draw. So we'll see how we go this week. But we start things off. It's uh, Friday night, Allianz Stadium. It's the Roosters versus the Tigers. Who's going first? I'll go first if you, you want. First. I'll go first. Uh, I've got the Roosters minus 10.5. Uh, I've got the Roosters minus 9. Yeah, well, we went up 8.5. It's now out to 9.5. Um, I reckon it could even get bigger than that, to tell you the truth, too. I reckon the Roosters will be fired up. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I think the money will come from there. Currently at dollar thirty-three, and the Tigers three dollars forty. Incidentally, got yeah. a bit of an offer on this game, fellas, which you might be interested in. Um, six dollars for Sonny Bill Williams to score a try. So if he scores a try, we're offering odds of six dollars. And keep in mind, he has scored a try the last three times he's played the Tigers. There you go. Good value. Good value. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll find a bit of my cabbage on that. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Got me. Mm. Friday night again at 1300 Smile Stadium. Big brother versus little brother. It's the Cowboys versus the Broncos. Uh, I've got the Cowboys minus two and a half. Oh, I almost had this as a pick and, um I'll go the Cowboys minus one and a half. Yeah, we, we opened it up two. It's now one and a half um, for the Cowboys. So a sprinkling of money for the Broncos. But yeah, the, the Cowboys yeah. one and a half point favourites at $1.83. If Broncos, it was, if it was in Brisbane, I'd, I'd probably go the other way. So. Mm. Yeah, well, Saturday we go to Eden Park for the New Zealand Warriors to verse the Canberra Raiders. Uh, I'm going to take the Warriors minus six and a half. Yeah, I'll go the same. I'll, just over a try. It's they're hard to hard to pick, but they're at home. Six and a half seems a fair line to me. Yeah, you both bang on. Six and a half the line. New Zealand at dollar forty-seven. Canberra two dollars seventy-two. That has not budged that line since okay. we opened it. Brilliant. Well, Saturday Seabus Stadium. It's the Titans looking to continue their good run of form against the resurgent Rabbitohs. Uh, this one for me, I've gone south minus five and a half. I've gone six and a half again. Yeah, opened at four and a half. It's now six and a half. Um, plenty of money for the Rabbitohs. Uh, they're dollar forty-five favourites. Gold yeah. Coast two dollars eighty. Not much love for the Gold Coast, even though they've done really no. well. That's for sure. Still, can't get any love off me either. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'll give them a longer line than you do. That's, that's telling you something. Mm. Well, Saturday again, Amy Park. Uh, it's the Melbourne Storm. They definitely need to bounce back and. Probably the best possible time. They're playing a Seagulls side that you read in the paper yeah. today, missing $4 million in uh, player power this weekend. So. Well, I'll go first. I went I went the same again. I went six and a half, Melbourne. No, I've gone Storm minus five and a half. Uh, six and a half, uh, boys. But incidentally, we did open uh, this up, this lineup, pretty much a pick em. It was a half a point favourites, Melbourne. But of course, with all the injuries. Yeah, four and a cherry. Uh, it's, it's now, um, now six and a half. Six and a half favourites, so dollar forty-five Melbourne Manly, two dollars eighty. Mm. I'd be very interested to see what the lineup is too, because if Jamie Lyon uh, <laughs> is also not playing as is suspected, you'd think it'd be Little John, and they'd probably have to put Bura or somebody else to plug that gap. Yeah, so. 
Uh, that's probably the one I'm more interested to see because Glenn Stewart's out there. All their options are pretty much to play six are gone. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, we start off at Hunter Stadium. It's the Newcastle Knights versus the Penny Panthers. And uh, I've got Newcastle here, minus two and a half. I had exactly the same. I think um, when they played Penrith at home round one, I had a minus three and a half, I think. But I thought it would be a little bit shorter. Um, Newcastle, <laughs> minus two and a half. At the same yeah, we've got the... We've got the Knights of a flat four-point favourites um, at a dollar sixty-one. Penrith two thirty-five. That haven't haven't budged that line since we opened it. There you go. Fair enough. Well, Mother's Day clash. Uh, the big one at ANZ Stadium. It's the Dragons versus the Bulldogs. Also on Sunday, uh, I've taken the Dogs in this one minus five and a half. I had the Dogs eight and a half. Uh, Six-point favourites are the doggies at dollar forty-eight. The Dragons two dollars seventy. Love the fact that Mrs. Morris is going to be in the crowd watching this one. Brilliant, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. And, uh, Monday night we wrap the round up uh, at Pertec Stadium. It's the Parramatta Eels versus the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, desperately needing to keep getting wins before this Origin period hits. Uh, I've given the Eels minus three and a half. Yeah, I'll go four and a half. <laughs> That's a push, this one, fellas. We've got uh, the Eels four-point favourites. That hasn't moved either. $1.61, the Eels, Cronulla, $2.35. There you go. Mm. Oh, well, we're four and four now. I'm back. I've only got one, and we had three splits, and he got the other four, so I'm back. Pretty pretty blunt today, <laughs> to say the least. Good. Well, the promo, as was said before, we're looking at Sonny Bill Williams this week. $6 any time to score a try against the Tigers, and as Andrew said, he scored in his last three, so if you're looking to have a bet, there's no better bet than a sporting bet. Thanks a lot, Andrew. Yeah, thanks, fellas. Good luck with your tips this weekend. And, of course, good luck uh, if you're having a bet as well. And I'll uh, speak to you next week. Excellent, no mate. Have a good one. See you, fellas. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And after the rep round, we welcome back Mr. Gossip. How did you enjoy your rep round, champ? Yeah, it wasn't too bad, mate. Had a pretty good weekend, but uh, probably not as good as Mr. Conrad Hurrell's. <laughs> yeah. uh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, I think we all wish we could get a get a Connie on the way to work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if, he, if he's not known for his footy career, he'll, his name will be ever from known as the doing the Connie, having a Conrad in the car. Yeah. yeah well, I saluted him on Sunday when I had a beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you got for us, mate? Uh, look, some good news, I guess, well, for Queensland fans anyway. Brent Tate, he signed a, another one-year deal with the club. Look, the kids had, well, God, I shouldn't say kid, he's an old man now almost, three uh, knee reconstructions in four years. So he's held together with a bit of tape, boys, but one more year deal for him, look, he probably deserves it. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, well, he hasn't been injured for a while, so and he's, he's come back from some horrendous injuries before, so... Uh, good on him, and he's playing well enough. Yeah, form's he's playing well enough. There's no doubt about that. No doubt they paid too much for him to stay another year. He wouldn't have been too greedy in that department, I'm sure. So uh, probably good for all parties. Yeah, he always plays, this, plays well this time of year as well. Mm. All right, boys, straight into it, the big one, Benji Marshall. Now, two weeks ago, if we could rewind the podcast, I did say it's a 50-50 call between the Dragons uh, and the Sharks. Although now, it's, I think it's about 80% Dragon, 20% Sharks. So Dragon spans, either get happy or get pissed off. I'm not sure what, the, if they want him there or not. But um, mm. I don't know. What, what do you think? Well, is, he, is he going to go good with the red wing? Well, you throw Dugan in, um, and you throw Whittop in. Like, he's got help. Mitch Rain's a very good young hooker. I still think uh, they're going to lack some go for. That, that's the only area on the Dragons at the moment where I sort of, you know, they played the Roosters on Anzac Day, and they just got dominated through the middle. That's the only real piece that I'm looking at thinking uh, that's where they, they're lacking. Um, I, I think Benji will go well there. It's it's good placement by him because, he's as I said, he's got the nine, he's got the seven, and he's got the one around him. So uh, if that's saying that he's going to play six, but I can't see where, where else he would play for the Dragons. Mm. Yeah, he's not going to play nine, he's not going to play one. Nah, and I think even all this talk about him playing in the centres, I don't think that's really going to you know cut the mustard there with them. They've got Beal, they've got Young Green, who's a pretty good young player. Yeah. Uh, Runciman, they've got a few blokes there. I'm sure they'd be looking to run before they stuck Benji Marshall in the centres. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Alright, guys. Look, Neil Henry, there's no secret that he's, I personally believe, behind the success of the Titans this year. Look, 
between 450 to 550 as a head coach there. Um, it surprises me a little bit for the Dragons. Um, I think they've been, I think they've played well this year, um, a lot higher than I anticipated. So I think moving Steve Price on would be, uh, I dare say, a stupid move. But look, if you're the Warriors, then yeah, definitely throw the 500 Daniel Henry because um, I think he's the man for the job to fix him over there. Yeah. What do you reckon? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's hard, to, hard honest, to tell. It's I'd, hard to know. I'd probably be happy for another year if things were going well where he is and see how that plays out. And I, I'm sure he's enjoying the well, downtime, sure. It doesn't matter who goes to the Dragons, apart from Wayne Bennett, but you take Wayne Bennett out and every coach that's been at the Dragons, they're constantly under pressure. Yeah, it's constantly. Cool. I think it's still what you said before too, though. I think there's a lot more better pieces there now, but if I was going there... I'd have to clear a few spots to try and get a front row in. Yeah. Like if I was going there now, that would be my number one thing if I talked to them. I'd go, we've got any space in the cap, we need to get a front row. I couldn't believe they wouldn't table a deal for Fafita when Fafita came off. I, you know, he'd be one in number one barrier. Yeah, well, even, even some of the younger blokes. Like, I look at Trebojevic the other night, there's plenty yeah. of talk about him. Players like that, they're the well, kind Matt of blokes. Lodge wants to come yeah. back to Sydney, apparently. Well, they're, so. they're the kind of ones they should be getting into. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, yeah, I... The Warriors would be interesting. It'd be it'd be really interesting because you know he had his he had his ups and downs at North Queensland. Um, there's no doubt he's a uh, he's got a very good reputation and and you're right he's he's had an effect on the Titans this year and um, I, I think he'd be certainly helping out um, Cardi up there. So uh, we'll see how the season plays out with the Titans because it's only early. But um, yeah, and it'd be interesting to see how the Warriors go. Like I mean, if the Warriors make the eight, do they re-employ McFadden? You know, like there's a lot of questions. I think there's a lot of water to be under the bridge. And as you said, gossip. I mean, the the dragons—they're not going too bad. So uh, yeah, well, you know, if they make the, the eight, they probably won't move price on. No, well, on the flip side of that, boys, at the time, Punt Cartwright and Henry to the gig. Well, if they go, if they go bad enough, I think yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think, I think in a, it was a backhanded um, slap for Cardi in a way. Like, I mean, it was. You know, we'll, we'll get someone here to help you out, but it also was a little bit of insurance, I think, to say, well, if we don't miss, if we don't make the finals again with this roster, then we're going to have to look elsewhere. So it was a, it was a little bit of a, yeah, a two-handed sword, two-edged sword in the fact that you know we're going to get him to help you out, but we're also going to get him here to replace you if if they don't go well enough. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's interesting. Marika. Marika, Marika. He was uh, on fire this time last year. What's happened to him? Yeah, he was. Got injured and went off the rails a little bit. The Tigers have got a lot of good young backs. Uh, he'd be a good pickup. Yeah, I think so. He just needs to get back to basics. When he came in a uh, grade and when I watched him in the 20s and what I loved about him was just simplicity. And he ran hard. Hard, hard carries like yeah. Uate. He scooted like a bastard. He used to run one out. You know, he hit the line hard. Yeah. And same as on, on an edge. Nothing dramatic. No massive hole running, but... If he got a little bit of space on the outside, you'd back him not only with speed but just pure power. And I don't know the, the few times he got back into grade, he just seemed a bit lost after the injury. He mm. had problems with his hands; his confidence was down. So who knows? Maybe a fresh start is the way. But I hope he likes the cold. I also don't think the style of play that they implemented last year with Benji Marshall helped him. No, I think now, him I think they really help him now because they're playing well, straight direct. down the middle of the field. I think that he he'd actually help them. I I'd be interested to see how he went if they picked him for a month. And just stuck with him for a few weeks. I think he'd come good. Mm. But you know, no one's going bad enough at the Tigers to replace him. Really, well, going to I said it to you earlier that I really thought that when they bought Richards, regardless of how he went, it's not a long term. Mm. It's not a long term thing, you know. But Simona, not Faluma, that all makes sense to me. Lawrence, Lawrence, I think definitely needs to take a pay cut next time round. Mm. And they've got another young bloke named Deloise Hoyter, who's a gun centre. So yes, I still think that he should be in the frame. But uh, you know. If, if he's At not getting, if he's not getting first grade for another year, yeah. with who's there and uh, you know Chris Lawrence is still there and there's, there's a few blokes blocking his path. Well, they haven't really had injuries to the outside backs, have they? At the moment, not so yet, it'll be interesting no. to see what happens when they do and if he can crack it. And when he does get his chance, can he can he nail the spot? That's but, the thing. I tell you what, Canberra. If you went down there, I'm pretty sure they'd shun Bill Tupo or someone straight yeah, away. Yeah, straight him, away. So. Mm. But we must have a lot of Tarek Sim fans that listen to the podcast. I've had a few emails about where is Tarek going. But I can tell you the Dragons and Eels lead the way. Um, they're both keen to have Tarek on the books. But look, I know Tarek. 
Derek Sims, he, he's dying to play Origin this year, so I don't think a decision will be made to at least after Origin. But I don't know. You see him at the Dragons or the Eels, boys? I reckon Parramatta would be a good spot to be heading right now. And I'm, you know, I, yeah. I've been here a fair bit. They're going to be looking to get rid of Joseph Paulo, so I couldn't think of a better bloke to plug that 13. Yep. I'd agree with that. I said it last week. I think him or Bureau, who are both off contract, I'd be looking at one of those two to take that 13th spot. Yeah, and as said previously, I think the Dragons need a prop more than they need another back rower. Yeah, and I, I don't like the. I know they used him there in a rep game. That's a rep game. He's not going to play front row for you. No. He's too good on an edge. He's he, too he'd good be like Ben Cray. He, you know, he's wasted playing front row. But he's just, you know, Ben Cray, I can understand now at 30. Yeah. It's a bit of a change up. But Tarek Sims, you've seen what he did when he played off Thurston. You've seen what he can do on an edge. You can isolate somebody. He's got good feet. He's powerful. He's quick. He's wasted in the middle. So. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, there was another um, podcast on Twitter saying that Tim Manor had signed with the Tigers early in the week and got a lot of emails about that. But not sure what Goose runs that. But Timmy Manor will stay at the Eels, I'll guarantee. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard I heard start of the year uh, that he was he was looking to go. I, you know, I heard from some pretty good sources, uh, tomato and barbecue, that he was um, he was going to be uh, on the move. But I, I honestly think the, their resurgence has uh, made him rethink that, and good because we need him to stay there. It's as many. One club players we can have, the yeah. better for the game. But what about the experience he's been through? You couldn't blame him. He came into a grand final side, a club exactly. that was like yeah. on the up, and within a year, the board just trashed it. They got rid of Anderson, yeah. they ruined the team, they just absolutely <laughs> crashed, crashed the bus, you know. Yeah. A year into it, you'd be thinking, how good's this? I played a grand final, yeah, first year of NRL, year. and he's just been on, you know, the roughest well, road the since. So. That's right. You so. know. He's a real competitor. Yeah, and he, he can be the one to lead on the way back up. I'm pretty sure that would be, you know, part of the, the feeling he's got right now that maybe I should hang in. So. Yeah, hopefully he stays there. But that's that's good to hear that, he, you know, he's uh, all but uh, short of staying there. That's good news. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, all right, last one for the night, boys. Be interested to hear your opinions on how this trip is going. Ben Hannett. Now, we know he left the Bulldogs a few years ago because he was homesick. Went up to the Broncos at about 500 k a year. Look, he's off contract. The Broncos aren't going to pay the 500 k and to be honest, I don't think he's worth it. Um, I'm told he's going to have to take a packer out of at least half, so 250 k a year. Mm, I think that's pretty reasonable. He's, he's on, getting yeah. out to be on the wrong end of 30 as well, isn't he? He'd be yeah. getting close to that kind of mark. And you know what? He was brilliant. His time at the Dogs, he was brilliant when he first got there. But out of origin, out of form, he looks a bit heavier again. He always seems to get busted this time of the year. And then he'll play like Origin 1, Origin 2 and play out of his skin. Mm. Like well, he's just one of these players that but that's kind every of, year he just starts slow. Yeah, so it, it always seemed that way. But the last two years, I think it's fallen off. I, yeah. I, it's not the same Ben Hennett. There's no doubt about that, and I couldn't justify the 500 either. I well, think, he's going to have uh, to have a really big Origin series to demand bigger money. Well, he to put some pressure on. Yeah, the when's he going to make Origin? Origin? He didn't play Origin last year. No, he didn't play Origin the year before. I'm no, well, sure I mean so. that's the thing. He's going to have to get into Origin to demand that sort of cash. Yeah, but, you know, because that's what you're paying your elite players, not your not your uh, just day to day club players. That's for sure. Uh, five, 500, no way. Not the way he's going. I look at Josh McGuire every day of the week, and if you sat down and told me I was keeping one or the other and one had to get a bit more money, I'd be giving it to Josh McGuire, not to him. Well, they just bought Martin Kennedy as well, so I mean, yeah. they would have got—they wouldn't have paid him five hundred k. I'll give you the tip. So that's true. Yeah. All righty. Yeah. All right. Sweet as a nut. Then we move yeah. on to the tips. Uh, we obviously took a week off last week, but prior to that, the update was gossip on thirty-two, Brock's on thirty-one, and I'm on twenty-eight. So uh, we we both pegged a couple back on Brock the week before, having five, and he, you got three. Yeah. So, I had a bad uh, week. Yeah, I got dudded by the refs, mate. I was dudded by the refs. I did. I got dudded by the refs. Yeah, well, we're back to the real stuff here. So we'll start it off Friday night, Allianz Stadium. It's the Roosters versus the Tigers. And Gossip, mate, you can kick us off. Wow. I've got to go to the Roosters, boys. I think they're slowly coming into form. Yeah, Roosters will win. Easy. Yeah, well, I've got the Roosters as well. I think it's pretty straightforward. I like what I saw, uh, obviously, before the break and... Uh, yeah, things looking good. But Friday night again, uh, Little Brother versus Big Brother. It's the Cowboys versus the Broncos up there at 1300 Smiles Stadium. Brock, what do you reckon? Cowboys, but with absolutely no confidence no at confidence. all. I'm going to back them just on what they showed against Parramatta and the fact they're at home. Yeah. Gossip, what do you think, mate? Yeah, I'm going to the Cowboys are at home. Um, look, I was going to say that the Broncos have been a little bit up and down, but then against uh, the Cowboys. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Bit of a flip of the coin, just going to the Cowboys because they're at home. 
Yeah, well, I was just more happy when I watched the other week about Ray Thompson. Uh, I liked him in the 20s with Morgan in the halves. He's the more controlling one. I think he's a more stable influence for Thurston uh, as compared to Louis. And uh, also on the bench this week, Cameron King, I think he's a much better interchange option out of nine. So I think everything's going to get a bit sharper. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, one thing you can guarantee, it's going to be close. It's always oh, a close it'll game. It'll be a close game, yeah. So. Cracker games, yeah. Make sure you tune in. Uh, mm. First game on Saturday, we kick off at Eden Park. It's the New Zealand Warriors versus the Canberra Raiders. And uh, who knows, if you're a Raider, you might get a Connie on the way on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, uh, I'm going to go the Raiders. Wow. Just, wow. I, I think they're uh, they're in more games than they lose. Yeah. They got flogged this week, I heard. Yeah, they, well, they got... They got murdered by Manly. Mm. So and before that, they beat Melbourne. And the Warriors, I, I just I can't tip the Warriors. I'd rather tip the Raiders and have the Warriors come out and win by 50 than tip the Warriors and have them win by 50, put it that way. Just feel more comfortable tipping uh, the Raiders. Now, I've, I've got to go the Warriors. There's no way I can back the Raiders after what I saw the week before. Okay. Josh Papali's on the bench. He needs to fire up. Fire up, Josh. Vaughn getting the start <laughs> over the top there. Um, yeah, Good. obviously, like I said, they flogged the rep players even that come back. So Excellent. He's flogged everyone. I'm not feeling too good about it. And they've got to hop on a plane. So I really do hope they get a Connie for a bit of relief because they're hurting right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tip the Raiders because of the bounce back factor, but I think Come the on. bounce back factor won't work with the, the, the weak sap. Um, so I'm going to stick with the Warriors at home. But Oh, you tip the Warriors. That means they lose. Get on, everyone. Yes, absolutely. Get on the Raiders. Get on. Get on, well, yeah. get uh, on right. son. Well, we head, up, we head up to the Gold Coast, Seabus uh, Super Stadium. It's the Titans <laughs> versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And Brock, how do you see this one? Uh, South will win. South will He's win. He's still stabbing his own team. Yeah, I just, just can't go. If they beat South, I'll start to believe. I'll start to believe. But not a fluky win. Like, a, you know, we hang in the game and then a couple of kicks bounce our way and we win and go, yeah, we're tops. But I need to see him, like, win. Win, yeah, win. Yeah, well, Paulie Carter Dominate out. them in the middle. Matt Schramer comes back into that spot. Paul Carter out. What are you thinking, Cardi? No, he got suspended, you idiot. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tops. <laughs> well, that's yeah. all right. I'll put that knife you're, away. You're not tipping him. You're stabbing Cardi. You're just Mate, all over well, it. Paul Carter's been our best player almost. Yeah. So he's uh, got we'll, the old We'll suspension. miss him. But we'll Matty Schramer's back. Matty Schramer's a pretty sharp yeah. number. See how he goes. But See so. how he goes against South when they just run all over him. Gossip, are you, are you a believer? Are you a Titan? <laughs> No, look, I've got, I've got to go with the Rabbitohs, right? Just watching Greg Inglis um, against the Broncos the other day and just he's in career best form at the moment. And I think he'll mow him down. Yeah, well, I think he was brilliant. Georgie being back was brilliant. I watched Tom play New South Wales Cup on the weekend. He looked pretty angry. So yeah. I don't think it'll be uh, too much longer before we see a Burgess set happening again. I just hope we uh, toughen up in the middle and really... Yeah, and that's what we've been doing. So I think if they can continue that, it'll be a closer game than what people think. Oh. I must say one thing, though. I hate every time I read their team list and it says Dave Tyrrell starting in the front row. Yeah. It makes me sick. Yeah, exactly. Right, I, I don't get it. There's Luke Superman. Burgess. There's Tom Burgess. Stick Tio in there. I don't care. Someone else has to play front row. <laughs> Tio can't play. Oh, no, Tyrrell, sorry, can't play front row on that team. Yeah. All right. Put Joe Picker there. I don't South care. fans inbox us and abuse Lewis. Oh, mate, I love McGuire. <laughs> I like plenty of their players, but how is he in there? Yeah. I'd pick picker anybody there. South fans love him. The borough's after you. Yeah, oh, good. The borough can come for me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Hop on the storm cloud. Yeah, oh, tops. good. Well, Saturday again. We speaking of the storm, we head down to Amy Park in Melbourne. They're playing the Sea Eagles. Reported in the paper today, four million dollars worth of player power on the sidelines. So. Uh, I saw Cherry Evans named, and there was a couple that were named that they said were going to be out. But mm. Supposedly, Glenn Stewart, Jamie Lyon, DCE, Foreign, uh, you know, they're just bandaged up at the moment, that mob. So on that, and with absolutely no confidence again, yeah. I'm going to go this storm. But I tell you what, this is this I'm is real more, close to tipping Manly, I've got to be honest. I am too, but this is more than, like, they're at home, they're the team, this blah, is blah, blah. This yeah. is D-Day. If they lose this game with those stars out, they may as well pack their bags and start booking holidays. Yeah, same. I'll uh, tip the storm, but with no confidence at all. Gossip, yeah. what are you thinking, mate? Yeah, betting was even, yeah, betting was even suspended when... The rumours of Daly Cherry was not playing surface, but I'll tell you what, it'd be a dangerous game because if Manly can win this one, I think it'll all but destroy Melbourne's conference because they're just playing like busted assholes at the moment. So, so must win for the Storm, and we're going to tip them for that reason. Yeah, yeah. If like I said, yeah. Will Chambers back in as well. I think that's going to help. Every, every every little bit of me says that I'm, I'm going to see the Storm that I'm used to seeing this week. I have to. They've got no. Yeah. There's no excuses. This is it right now. We there need was to pull some... the trigger. 
someone else came in on the bench that I, when I saw their side, I, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I, I just I like their lineup a lot more than what I have in recent weeks. Kenny Bromwich, Tohu Harris, Mitchell Garbutt, and George Rose on the yeah. bench. And it's not George Rose you're happy about. No, I think it was Gar- Garbutt hasn't played for a few weeks. I, I like Garbutt. Garbutt's yeah, been good. I think he's, he'll solidify the middle for him a little bit. Yeah, well, he's uh, certainly done a job, and I look forward to McLean getting back when that is, because I think those two will give us a lot more, along exactly, with Kenny yeah. and uh, They were playing better when... The, the last like game that they impressed me was that Newcastle game. Hmm. They probably haven't that impressed me since. tough, but yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of Newcastle, Sunday up at Hunter Stadium there, they're going to take on the Panthers. Uh, what do you reckon about this one? This is one I looked at today, and I wasn't too confident. Elijah Taylor's not playing. Peachy's in. Newcastle, get it. Uh, Uate back there, pretty close to full strength. Sims is fighting his charge, so uh, Far Logos came in to the starting lineup for now. Mason wasn't there, but uh, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit torn here. Newcastle burnt me before the break after that good performance. They burnt me a week later. I'm tipping the Panthers. Gossip, what do you think of that? Yeah, but the Panthers haven't won there since 2010 when they were wearing those bloody teal jerseys, if you remember them. Oh, that was disgusting. In fact, it's the classic game this week. Yeah. 2010 Panthers Knights game on yeah. Fox. Yeah, that was a good game. That was a, I think that was an Easter Monday game. It might have been. I remember Because I was on the Cairns, I think. I was on the Cairns. <laughs> Just for a change? Yeah, exactly. On an Easter Monday. <laughs> yeah, um, I you come back by the Panthers that day, but um, it's a tough one, boys. It's a bit of a bogey team for the Panthers, but having said that, they did win in round one. I'm going to stay with the Panthers, I think. Yeah, I'm going to be a little bit self-indulgent here. We uh, Our 16s play Newcastle on Saturday, um, and our 18s play uh, the Roosters on Saturday at Leichhardt Oval. So for any fans of junior footy out there, um, both Panthers junior rep sides are in the grand finals. That's the grand finals for Harold Matthews and SG Ball. Um, the Harold Matthews kicks off at 12, and the SG Ball kicks off at 2. So, And also fans of, obviously, Newcastle and... Um, the Roosters, if you want to see some of your future stars go around, um, like, like Hard Oval on Saturday, I think the predicted weather is looking good. So hopefully we can get a win over Newcastle on Saturday and then the first grade can, uh, can back it up on Sunday. Yeah, back to my uh, tip. Time. <laughs> back to my tip. I'm taking Newcastle. Just to spread <laughs> 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 right, uh, Newcastle for me. Uh, Mullen didn't look too bad on the weekend. Roberts. He played well on the weekend. Their, their back line's back together. Uh, I thought in round one, Penner for lucky, a couple of those blokes got injured, to be honest. And they're still up and down. And it's their pattern. You know, they did have a loss last game. So they win. I'm, gonna, I'm going the double pattern here. They're going to break the pattern. They're going to go double L. Oh, I hope so, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. But going back to Hunter, I have to back him in. Sunday, the Mother's Day game, as they've been touting it uh, all over the radio this week at ANZ Stadium. Tell you what, I won't, be taking, the dogs. Uh, I won't be taking our mum to this game. No, neither. You can go <laughs> with that one. We're not going. <laughs> <laughs> if there was any game I was going to take mum to, this definitely wouldn't be. <laughs> exactly right. I still think it will be a good game. But uh, tough test for the Dragons. Obviously, we spoke before their weakness. Uh, in the middle, and they're going to have uh, a tough time of it against the Bulldogs, so I'm going to back the Dogs. Exactly. I'm going to back them based on exactly the same theory. Gossip, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, I'm going to Dogs. Dogs of war? Yeah, yeah, 16 plus, the Dogs. That's a big one. 16 plus? 16 plus. <laughs> they, they, at the moment, they like getting to 16, then chasing it down. They just seem to be enjoying uh, yeah. getting into absolute scraps. Uh, they win by one. I'd like, yeah, pretty much. I'd like to <laughs> one to six every week. Surely yeah. that must be a betting thing now. I've looked at that the last few weeks and thought, what am I doing? There's yeah. a pattern here. I need to start hammering that. Exactly. Jump on. Right in a note, right. Right away. One to six. All right. Well, we uh, wrap up on Monday night at Pertex Stadium. It's the Parramatta Eels versus the Sharkies. Uh, very good to see. Top eight game for both teams. It is. Top and, eight uh, game. Very happy to see that Timmy Manor is recovered. So is Pete. So is Hayne. And they're obviously going to be playing for the Johnny Manor Cup, won't they? This is uh, the game last year. Yep. Where they brought that in. So yep. uh, I, I'm expecting, and just purely off that, I have to go to Parramatta. I don't care if the feeder. Graham Gallen, Lewis back at 5'8", uh, for Carney. All that kind of stuff doesn't phase me. Uh, I think there's just a lot of emotion in this game for yeah. Manor. I know it's a year on, but I don't think that the mood will change. I think they'll fire up for him. It's tough, 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 tough. But it's at Pertex Stadium. I think the Eels have got a very good record o- over the Sharks at Pertex. So I'll back the Eels. Yeah, I'm going to go the Sharks, boys. And the Eels are going to have three straight losses in a row. Wow. Well, there you go. Well, you're death riding the Eels, Brock's death riding the Titans, and I'm sitting here <laughs> praying to Jesus. No, I'm death riding the Warriors. I'm praying to Buddha, Jesus, Allah, everybody. Help the storm. Help. Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise, Oprah, you know. Tom Cruise. Ricky Bobby, everybody. Somebody help the storm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting to the point. I'm about to start sending ration packs and crisis, uh, crisis plans to Craig Bellamy. I want to know what's going on. I want a contingency plan. Are you going to bill it outside and suck Craig? <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. Mate, if Craig ever got sacked, I'd offer him a back massage. He'd come live with us, all right? Craig come live with <laughs> I'm sure he'd be wrapped with that. <laughs> he would be. He's moving up in the world. I'd chew his ear off all day about Melbourne. He'd be sick of me in a week. There has to be an investigation. Oh, they're going to get an investigation. If Toos ever wanted to have a chat, I'll have a chat. Twos, he seems like a fun bloke. No. Angry Jeff. Stinky Jeff. Oh, well. Yeah, wouldn't mind having a beer one. <laughs> I wouldn't mind bloody cracking a schooner over his head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, uh, yeah. he already got stomped on by McDougal. The last thing he needs is you trying to whack him in there with the schooner yeah. can. <laughs> All righty then. Well, 32, 31, and 28. Uh, there's a couple of different ones there, so yeah. there, there might be a little bit of movement this weekend, so we'll have to see how that plays out. But as always, mate, uh, thanks a lot. Thanks, boys. See you next week. See you, right, mate. Have a good one. Cheers. A big thank you to Mr. Gossip, and if you want to find him on Facebook, just head up to the search bar and type in NRL Gossip, and his handle on Twitter is at NRL Gossip. That brings us to the conclusion of uh, this episode of the podcast. So another big thank you also to Andrew Brown, as always, for coming on and giving us the odds and playing our lines game. Thank to sportingbet.com. Remember, there's no better bet. Then a sporting bet, and remember that promo for this week. Sonny Bill to score any time against the Tigers at $6. Great value, seeing he scored against them the last three times that he's played against the Tigers. But for us now on the wrap-up, if you want to get in contact with us on Twitter, our handle is at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and. The email is fifthandlastpodcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. Be sure to keep your eyes peeled for our free bet competitions by picking the score thanks to sportingbet.com and as always enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league bring it on give us more give us more where are you going where are you, what, 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 what's going on here is that it is that it Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.